is saying to the ecclesia, the church. The church is not contained in a building. It's not contained in a region. It's not contained in a, in a nation. The church is the living organism of the body of Jesus Christ. Let him who has ears to hear hear what the Spirit is saying. Hear what the Holy Spirit is saying. The Lord wants to open and anoint our ears. It's not just words. It's not just, it's, it can be sounds. It can be the creation because all the creation is giving praise and honor to the Creator. The animals even. So the Lord and vibrations and things, the Lord wants us to hear what he's saying. Holy Spirit wants us to hear what he's saying from the hearts of each other even. From the word of God, what is the spirit of God saying? So my prayer is that my ears be open to hear what the Spirit is saying to me who I am a little piece a little stone a little pebble of the body of the Lord Jesus Christ so Father I thank you today you are anointing our ears to hear what Holy Spirit is saying and to block out all the clamor and all of the confusion and all of the dissidence of the world and of, of strife and of the enemy. But we will choose to hear what Holy Spirit is saying to us. We will listen. We will have ears to hear what Holy Spirit is saying. In Jesus' name. of service as we were going and spreading the fire with people and um, I was laying my hands on someone and I had this word and then when I got back to my seat the Holy Spirit just hit me so heavy that it's it's really relevant for so many people and um, so when I was growing up my grandfather is part Cherokee and we would go and visit the um, the graves to pay respects to our relatives and we have a relative a grandfather it's either three greats or it's four greats who was a scout on the trail of cheers and so he would um my grand my grandfather would tell us and as children it was like oh my gosh we gotta go again it's creepy and it's cold and it's wet and we're standing on graves and I always thought that was we dreaded it you know and now I find I have so much respect for it and now I wish I would have listened and heard more and taken more in but Anyway, he would tell us about how um, he was, I believe it was Chukawait, and he would be, he would go before the group. He would scout out before the group, and of course there's many scouts. They would go out before the group, and they would cut a path, and they would bring back food. They would hunt. They would bring back food for the group behind. And I felt the Holy Spirit say, where are my hunters? Where are my scouts for the body of Christ? Who is going after the spiritual things and bringing them back to the body? Who is going after and bringing back the food to the hungry, to the ones who are behind? And so I, I know there's a need for it. 
there's a there's a need for that to be in the body of the Christ. People whose whole passion and focus is going after the spiritual things of God and bringing them back and spreading them. And so if you feel like that's you or if that if you want that to be you, if you want that to be awakened in you to say I want to be a spiritual hunter because let me tell you when I sat at my seat and I thought about it, that is the thing you can do for yourself you think he doesn't know you have homework you think he doesn't know that you need to pay bills or that you've got another kid on the way or that you need to pass a job interview you think he doesn't know about those things and so we often think well then I need to put all my focus in passing this test passing this test or getting my rent and working 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 baking money you think God doesn't know about that stuff the best thing you can do for every situation in your life is pursue the Holy Spirit pursue God and what he has for you because all All of the answers, all of the answers are wrapped up in that. And so if you want to be a spiritual hunter, if you feel that desire in your heart, if you feel like that's already you, don't ever be ashamed to stand for what you already know you are in Christ. Take pride in that. Take, take, say, yes, Jesus, that is me. I want you to raise your hands and I want to pray a blessing over us. God. We say yes to the spiritual hunters. You know, hunters can be a little bit crazy sometimes. And sometimes hunting is a little bit gruesome. And God, and sometimes scouting things out is a little bit painful. Because no one's been there before. And so there's thorns and there's trees in the way. And there's and you have to work hard. And so God, I ask for the favor and for the grace for the spiritual hunters to come alive and for the spiritual scouters to have eyes to see and ears to hear in Jesus name you know you can hear a path because that's just how it works in the Holy Spirit realm it doesn't make any sense sometimes but you can actually hear a pathway and so God I thank you Jesus, I I say thank you. And we as a church, we say yes to the spiritual hunters. Let them hunt. Let the hunt begin. Let the scouts see God. And let them have tools to chop away at what they need to chop away. And just for yourself, say yes to that. Just say yes to that inside. Say yes to the Holy Spirit. Say yes to the unpredictable. Say yes to the painful. Say yes to the hard. Say yes to the gruesome. Say yes to the bloody and the hard decisions. Because you know what? In the end, you get to bring it all home. And there gets to be a celebration that you found a cute little innocent deer. To share with everyone. So we say yes to that God. We say yes to that. And I just encourage you. As I'm encouraging myself. To pursue that. From this day forward. To pursue that. In whatever it looks like. And I so encourage you. To hang on to the knowing that. If you do that. Everything else is taken care of. It won't feel like it. It's hard. I'm a, I'm a controlling person in the way a matter of speaking. I like my checklist, and I like to know that things are done. And I definitely have a mindset that if I'm not going to do it, it's not going to get done. So obviously, I've got to do it. So this is challenging for me to know that if I will focus 
on pursuing the things of God, he's going to take care of my checklist. And you know what you might find? You might find that some things on your checklist are actually not important at all. And that's just how it is. And you let it go and you move on and you step into the things of God. Amen? Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We just say thank you, God. We just love you so much, Jesus. You guys can be seated. I'm going to ask Heather to come up here, correct? Heather, give announcements. And I just, I just love you guys so much. I hope you take that with you and that you're encouraged by that. And I can't wait to see what we all bring from scouting and hunting. Right? Amen. Amen. Okay, I hope you guys are ready. I'm ready. Uh, I've been meeting with the Lord, and I'm like, wow, you're crazy, man. I don't know if uh, we can fit that into 30 minutes, but we'll see. Uh, <laughs> man, does anybody, anybody just, um, I just kind of like getting a feel for, for a room. A lot of people in here with a lot of different backgrounds and experiences, and we got a good mix here, I feel like. We're mixed up, you know. We're not confused, but we're mixed up, you know. Uh, we got lots of uh, diversity. We've got lots of personality. We've got lots of different occupations in here. So, and there's a lot of different uh, spiritual giftings and backgrounds. And I just want to take a little bit of a feel over the room. This morning during worship, if you guys don't mind, like this, you're not in trouble. I have no authority to do anything to you. So <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> but was anybody feeling like they had no idea what was going on in worship today? Raise your hand. You were just like, what is this? And that's okay. If you, was there somebody? Yeah, that's okay. That's okay. See, they've been in their church since, well, Mia's been in here since she was, you know, before she was born, I think. And then Natalie's been here a while too. So she's seen me. I'm her youth pastor. And I'm crazy. So she had no idea what was going on this morning, you know. Anybody else? Just wasn't really just understanding what was happening this morning. Yeah, that's perfectly fine. See, I like to make sure people know it's safe to actually be where they are. It's okay to be where you are. You don't have to be super profound, crazy, spiritual, putting mud in people's eye guy, you know? And in fact, if if you're not feeling called to that, please don't put mud in people's eyes, all right? <laughs> just leave the mud on the ground. Leave your spit in your mouth, all right? You just... If you're not feeling the Smith Wigglesworth crazy wild man of God anointing, please stay far, far away, all right? We, look up Smith Wigglesworth, you'll find out what I'm talking about. But, okay, so how many of you were feeling like God was doing something, but you weren't sure what it was? Okay, that's another level. Okay, raise your hand high. I want to see your hand. You felt like God was doing something, but you like had a witness. Okay, God's up to something, but I'm not sure what it was. Okay, that's another level. All right, let's go up another level. How many of you felt God say something specific to you about what he was doing this morning? You had an impression. Raise your hand high for me. Okay, you had an impression of something that God was doing this morning. Okay, Kyle. Was it something he was doing? I know, you're just like, good God, he called me out. Uh, <laughs> it's dangerous in here. Uh, Kyle, do you, was it something he said specifically to you, about you, or do you feel like he was saying something about what he's doing over everyone? It felt like it was specific to you. All right, someone, Heather, you had something you felt like he was doing over the body. Go ahead. Okay. Father's blessing. 
Yeah. Okay, I love that. That's really good. By the way, I, I feel like I had a prophetic word for the announcement ministry. Um, I just, I felt like the Lord was saying that he's creating opportunities through announcement and proclamation. That we think announcements are reading off a list sometimes because it's just like, well, this is my duty. But I feel like he said there's actually a potentiality and power for when you release things and when your team releases things that he's actually tugging on heartstrings. So you're, you think, you might be thinking, I'm reading off a list that Steve Irby is going to the nursing home, but God's calling people. God's calling people, and there's actually an anointing and a power on that for people to get ministered to because there's people on the other end of that announcement. There's people sitting in that nursing home that are on the other end of that announcement waiting for someone to come and love them and to minister to them. So when you release that, I just believe that God's giving that, that, uh, that taste test anointing where it's like, oh, I think something's going I think something's in this that's for me. I think there's something in there I like that. And some of you are going to be hearing announcements from now on. I just feel like from now on, when you hear announcements, some of your heartstrings are going to go, oh, what's that? It's like, but I had plans. But did you? But did you have plans? Maybe God had some plans. Ask him about it. Um, and I just, I just feel that. I, I love it. Okay, somebody else. You were feeling something that, let's say, something that God was doing in the room in worship today. But I want to, Lisa... You got good antenna. What's up? What were you feeling? I just, I saw receiving water. From the source of a waterfall. Filling up from the source, from the waterfall. Okay. That's all I need for an example. Okay. So we have Heather. Her personal antennas are up. Okay, God, what are you doing this morning? You know, she's in worship. She's loving God. And she hears, I'm giving a father's blessing. I, I love seeing my children worship, and I just want to bless them. Lisa has her antennas up. <clears throat> it had to be a different sound, right? I was like, There's only so many antenna sounds I can make. Uh, and she hears that we're standing under the waterfall and we're getting filled up. We're getting filled up from the Holy Spirit. And those are two different words. Those are two different perspectives, right? Why doesn't God just tell us all the same thing? You know, wouldn't it be easier? It's like, is that what it, like, it would be so easy to judge prophetic words if we were just like, all right, everybody, what you got? Yeah, 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 that's what we heard. Yeah, 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 that's it. That's it. That's a prophetic word. Everybody's like, raise your hand if what they said was what you heard. That's what I heard. Okay, easy. We judge that prophetic word. On to the next one. Be real easy. But God's speaking specifically to your hearts, and he's speaking to you on a way that you understand and a way that he wants you to understand. So sometimes he'll speak things that you don't understand, and he's taking you to a a level of understanding. Does that make sense? So he doesn't always give you. It's like when your teacher shows you a math problem at the beginning of class, and you have no idea how to solve it, right? He puts it up on the board. You're like, was this last week? Is this a pop quiz? Oh, no. I don't remember this at all. And then your panic subsides, and he goes, okay, this is what we're going to be learning today. You're like, oh, God, thanks. That was scary. That was scary. I thought I was about to fail that class. And God will reveal things to you that you don't quite understand, and that's okay. And sometimes we stop at the level of our understanding. Isn't that strange? Like, we can go to class. Can you imagine if you went to school that way, stopping at the level of your understanding? Man, you wouldn't get very far. You'd all be in the first grade still. Yeah, but you're not, you, <laughs> you know, 
If you stopped at the level of your understanding with God, you're going to stay a spiritual baby. Oh, no, now you're meddling. Now you're meddling. Now you're meddling. So, I ask that today because I feel like God is going to start revealing things to this body that we don't understand. And you need to be okay with that. Because if you understand it, if you understand everything about God, that's, did you hear what I just said? Like, think about that concept. There are guys who have read the Bible a lot, and they think they understand everything about God. And they act like it, too. I'm just like, man, dude, you're talking about the infinite one. And you're over here telling us all how he perfectly is. You know, there's a scripture that says, we have the mind of Christ. You know what said we in there? It said we have the mind of Christ. That's crazy because sometimes I don't believe you guys. <laughs> sometimes you guys scare me, you know? Pastor CJ comes in an ELT meeting. This is what we're doing. What? <clears throat> what, what are we doing? I, I didn't hear that. I didn't hear that from God. I'm not sure that's God. So I have, a, I have a, the ability or the choice in that moment to make a decision, don't I? I can make a decision. And this is with all of us. This isn't just with Pastor CJ and leadership. This is with all of us. You know, the person next to you could be like, hey, man, I just feel like God's saying that he's really just going to bless you with finances. And you're just like, have you seen my bank account? This guy's a false prophet. I'm telling Pastor CJ, get this guy out of here. Get this guy out of here with his false prophecy. Bank account. I've been poor since I was born. Just because it doesn't sound true doesn't mean it isn't. Your brain, did you know that the mind of the flesh is enmity to God? You know what enmity is, right? Joe, what's enmity? I love calling on Joe. He's my favorite person to call on. Joe, what's enmity? Okay, yeah, opposed. In opposition to. Yeah, an an enemy, maybe. That's probably the extreme version of it. So the mind of the flesh, what's that? It's your gray matter. It's your gray matter. The mind of the flesh is the physicality, the perception of man disconnected from God. That's the mind of the flesh. The mind of the flesh is when your brain is trying to interpret the world and make choices and you're basing it off of what you're perceiving, what you know, you're experiencing, your experiences, your past, your emotions, and you don't get data, data, whichever one, you know, you want to call it, from God. You don't get the full picture. So the mind of the flesh actually ends up opposing God. It ends up opposing God. Why? His ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. His ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. And so, it's super uncomfortable to start getting stuff you don't understand. Or witnessing stuff you don't understand. The first time you're in a miracle, signs and wonders service, and you do not have an experience basis for it, your brain is like going a million miles an hour. 
It's just like, I don't know what this is. I don't know what that is. I don't know what that, what is that person's on the ground shaking? I don't know what is happening over here. The pastor's saying a bunch of stuff I don't understand. Thus says the Lord. What does that even mean? He's speaking in old English. This is weird. I don't know what to do with this. I don't have a radar for this. And a lot of times God has mercy on us in those moments. And he has mercy on us all the time. But in those moments, and he'll find a way to bridge our understanding. Or he'll send somebody to us. Or, you know, if you're humble in heart, see, that's the ticket. If you're humble in heart, you'll ask him, God, what the heck was that? What the heck was that? Now, if you're not humble in heart, or you have lots and lots of teaching, telling you that can't do any of that, we buried those apostles. And God buried all of his power with them. The only power he gave us was the Bible. There's no more power. I'm like, well, if there's no more power, then none of us are getting saved. Man, I like, people are like, the acts of the apostles are over. I'm like, then how are you getting saved? You hear the word of God and believe it, and like, something biological changes? Like, what do you think is happening when you get born again? When you receive Christ? Do you think some natural manifestation is happening in you? Maybe, I don't know. You might get goosebumps or something fall over. I don't know. Something might happen to you. But no, your spirit, your spirit is becoming new, recreated. It's a spiritual act. It's a miracle, right? It's the greatest miracle you can ever experience, salvation. So why do we disconnect that from the rest of what the the apostles were trying to teach us to do. And I know a lot of you believe in miracle signs and wonders, and what am I talking about this for? I'm talking about the level of miracle signs and wonders that you have experienced to this point. It's not enough. I'm not saying you're in a deficiency. I'm saying there's more. I'm not saying you're lacking. I'm saying there's more. And so you need to be ready for the more. You need to be ready for the unexpected. You need to be ready for something you don't understand. You need to be humble. Because if you're not humble and you think you got it figured out, well, you're going to have a great time staying right where you are. You can't move forward without humility in the Spirit. You can't. The moment you think you have the Holy Spirit figured out, I mean, the angels are probably just slapping their knees on that one. It's like, good luck, bud. We've been doing this for eternity. You ain't even close. There's a reason we're all going, holy, 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 holy cow, holy cow. Have you seen God? Holy cow. They're in a constant state of wonder. Those angels in Revelation, it's talking about they're just the creatures. They're just looking at God like, holy, holy, holy. And I, like, there's so many variations. There's probably like, holy, holy. And there's probably like, holy, you know. And, you know, there's so many ways you can say it for eternity. In a constant state of wonder. You think your Netflix show is good. Oh, that was a good plot. I'm really surprised. Man, I just love that show. You think that fills you with wonder? A little of the unexpected? How many of you would like a little unexpected God in your life? What could he do if you were just like, all right, God, I'm just going to take the leash off. I've been trying to put this leash on you, and you're not sitting still, so 
I've been having to try to keep my distance. What if you let him off? What do you say, God? I'm just not going to try to control what you do anymore. <laughs> Man, I'm, I'm a little nervous. I'm nervous for you guys. I can, some good stuff might happen there. I love that when Steve was talking about positive worry. I was praying last night and the Lord was like, you know, you better be careful. You invite me, anything could happen. Oh no. Anything? It's like, I can think of a lot of things. It's like anything could happen in here. I mean, it could be like a hundred demon possessed people show up and they're all throwing up green vomit and rolling on the floor and squirming like snakes and they all get delivered. That could be a mess. Anything could happen in here. Could be people get out of wheelchairs in this room. I could just be speaking and bam, they just are like, "Hey, I can walk. That's cool." I imagine it'd probably be more dramatic than that, but you never know. They could be like, eh. "They come walking next week, and everybody's looking at them like, did you get the the wheelchair?'" They're like, "Oh yeah, I got healed." And Pastor CJ's like, "Why didn't you tell me?" <laughs> CJ's gas tank is made of testimony, so if something happens to you, please tell him because he'll fly to the moon. Oh, man. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I'm so excited for you guys. God was talking to me this morning that we're like a caravan. You know, it's so funny that Taylor brought that that word about the Trail of Tears. We think that we're meeting in a building and we have like like conference mentality, but God has caravan mentality. We're on the move. And uh, some of us are in the Holy Spirit, whatever you want to do, we're following you, caravan. And I think some of us, we come week to week, but we're not quite ready to be a part of those crazy people's group yet. Because we're really not sure, like, are you going to hurt me? <laughs> it's like, you seem a little crazier than me. I'm just not sure if when you're shaking and baking, if you're going to flop me with one of those arms and I could get hurt. So I'm not sure if I want to get close to you while you're dancing, Gail. You might hit me with a flag. I, where's, where's Gail at? Oh, okay. <laughs> so I'm not sure if I'm ready for that level of, uh, uh, I don't know if I want to call it freedom because I don't believe in it yet. Uh, you get what I'm saying. But I'm saying we're like a caravan. We're moving along. We're trying to follow God. And a lot of us, I think, feel like we're, we're meeting in a building and we're, we're coming to something. But no, we're moving through our lives, we're moving through our occupations, we're moving through our school on a daily, weekly basis. We're not static. This building is static, right? People are not static. Why do we call the church, why do we associate the church with a static state? It's not a static state, it's a state of mobility. Because why? We're not going to stay here that long. We'll get bored. We're going to get bored staying in this building. We got stuff to do. We got things to accomplish. We got dreams. We got passions. We need to start thinking like a people and not like a church. We are the church. The word church, it's just a translation of ecclesia, which is an assembly. The assembly of Israel and even the beginning church, the early church in Acts, was not a static movement. It was not a meet and greet and go disperse movement. And then we're all independent once we move out. It was tied by relationship. It was tied by communal relationship. And some of us are pushing into the spirit and we're asking you guys to come to another level. We're asking you to get your antennas up. We're asking you to say, 
God, what, what do you have? What's going on? <laughs> What's going on? What's happening here? We're, we're asking for buy-in and to believe in something. But I could get hurt. Yes, you could. If your source is men and women. Is your source the people in this body? Or is it God? Is your source the Holy Spirit? Or is it Pastor CJ and Lisa? You're going to be disappointed with them. No offense. I love you guys. (laughs) You're going to be disappointed with any leader that you put your hopes in. Because they're not your source. People that bounce from church to church looking for a source are going to be sorely disappointed over and over and over again. If you think church is the central leadership hub inside of a building once or twice a week, that's not what church is. That's what the world thinks church is. It's one of those buildings. They've got a a team there that's in charge of everything. That's what church is. Church is a people. Church is a people. And until there's investment and community from the people, there's limited power. And that's it. You can have the most anointed apostle, prophet, evangelist in the world, but if there aren't a people surrounding those giftings, that that gift has been given to, limited power and potential. Because God didn't call one anointed man, five anointed man, the fivefold, whatever. He called his people. He called his church his people. Are you his people? Are you his people? I think you are. I believe you are. So, I feel like the Lord is calling some people out today and saying, you're ready. You're ready to get your antennas up. You're ready for buy-in. You're ready to not allow what man has developed, which is this, and I'm not saying we're out of God's will. I'm just saying that it takes men and women to put these things together, right? put up the walls, organize things, all that stuff, and start being a people and quit relying on leadership before you step out and do something with your life. What if you started a revival at your job? What if you became the carrier of something that God wanted to birth out? And you're like, I don't know if I'm ready for people to roll around in our office and be weird and stuff. You need to change your concept of what revival looks like. Maybe they do. Or maybe you just happen to reform your business and God's power is manifesting through every product that you sell. Maybe other businesses see your business and they're like, what the heck is going on? Like a lot of you do in church services. What the heck is going on? Maybe other businesses see your business. What are they doing? That's not how business works. That's not how church works. You need to upgrade your thinking to the unexpected. And delay your understanding. You need to put a halt on your understanding. And what does that require? Somebody just, tell me. Faith requires faith. It requires you to see something. And move towards something you don't understand. All right. Robert Turner, I love you, man. 
if you could think of one guy who moved towards something that he didn't fully understand and was faithful in it, who would you say in the Bible? Oh, I was like, I know Robert's going to say Abraham. <laughs> yes, Abraham. He was, he was just told to go. And God's telling you guys, go. Go. Don't wait for somebody to commission you. Sure, we have a leadership structure when we're together like this. It's for balance. It's for organizations. It's Honestly, it's to keep crazy people out sometimes. We've had a few, you know. We have a leadership structure to help protect, help guide, be a resource. But some of you need to get under the anointing in your prayer closet and let God say, I'm sending you. You know what apostle means? It means sent one. It means sent one. God wants to send some of you to be builders. Maybe not to build a church, but maybe to build a business. And I'm telling you, you got to get your antennas up and hear what he's doing. And this is a great place to learn how to do that. This is a great place to learn how God talks and speaks and moves. We don't have all the answers, but this is a great resource. And we're learning. So, hey, if you guys help us, you know, help us learn in the process and come along with us, we're going to even get better at what we do. The support of the community fuels further progress. What Jesus... What Taylor was talking about this morning, she reminds me of Jesus. That's, uh, <laughs> it's the long hair, probably. Uh, <laughs> not the beard, yeah. So she's <laughs> but, but she was talking about hunters going out and, and getting stuff and bringing it back. If you guys become sent ones, what do you think this community is going to look like? If you stop relying on this community as a source but as a re, and relying on it as a resource... This isn't your source. God is your source. He's your source. You need to unplug your expectation off of this body and plug it into him. Because we're going to disappoint you. Sorry. Sorry, you're going to be disappointed at some point. Some, at some point, I will say something probably that you don't like. I, it's just, I've been talking long enough that that's happened to a lot of people. So. <laughs> and I'm saying that somebody sitting next to you is going to disappoint you. Why? Because if your expectation is in people... Good luck. If they're your source of happiness, if they're your source of feeling, I don't feel called today because of what my pastor's doing. I don't feel anointed today because of what my pastor's doing. Good Lord, I would never feel anointed. I'm just kidding, CJ. <laughs> CJ's not my source. Lisa's not my source. God's my source. And if I can't understand that, if I can't pull on him and my personal relationship with him, you're winding yourself up for disappointment. And you're actually limiting yourself to what they can do. If you're plugging your expectation into other people, you're limiting your potential to what they can do. And you need to upgrade your thinking to the unexpected. Upgrade your thinking beyond what you think you can do. And watch what God does. God wants to fill you with wonder that anything can happen. Anything could happen. You could go to work tomorrow and everybody in your office could get saved. Well, that can't happen. Okay, I think you need to get hooked up to the source. Because anything can happen. You could take one foot in that place and the glory of God falls and everyone falls out of their office chair. You could go to Chick-fil-A and everybody is getting delivered. <laughs> Everybody's getting delivered. 
And it's so funny what Candy said this morning about ears. And, I, and we had talked a little bit about, because this morning when I was praying, I was just hearing God saying that he was unplugging people's ears. I feel like we're afraid to get hurt sometimes, so we're just like, no, 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 no. It's funny, and it's so funny, because Taylor does that whenever something crazy happens or scary happens. She plugs her ears. I'm like, most, you know, like most kids, they like close their eyes. She does this thing where she's just like, I don't know why. I think it's because she's afraid people are going to be screaming around her or something. I don't know. But it's like this natural instinct. And I feel like some of us do that sometimes whenever we start to hear things that we don't understand. Our knee-jerk reaction is like, well, if I can't hear it, it can't hurt me. No, you need to hear it so it can help you. You need to be okay. God's not going to disappoint you. Really, when you get disappointed, your, your personal expectations are disappointing yourself. He's not disappointing you. What you think he said, what you think he was doing, what you think that person should have done, or that person or that pastor should have done, that will disappoint you. That's your expectation, though. That's what you thought was going to happen. That's what's disappointing. And yes, God says things, and sometimes they don't happen the way we think they should happen. It happens. It's happened to me. And I was sad and disappointed. And God had to heal my heart. That happens. But I'm telling you that you have to have an unreasonable expectation. Guys, the mind of the flesh is enmity. It's opposed to God. So you need to have an unreasonable expectation based off of the word of God. So when God says he wants to heal the sick, right? Those that believe these signs will follow, right? He wants to deliver people. He wants to heal people. When he says that, You need to have an unreasonable expectation that he's going to do what he said. And what does that mean? Everything that would fuel your reason that that's not true, you need to put to death. You need to go, yeah. All right. I know that my cousin who had cancer and died, even though I was believing that he would get healed. I'm not saying don't imagine him here. That'd be scary. But the expectation and the disappointment, I have to say, I have to keep moving into what God's saying. I have to keep moving into what God's saying. I can't allow my biggest disappointment to hold me back from what I know is true. What I know is true. And you know what? Your expectation is going to fail you. It's going to fail you. It's failed me. I've laid hands on people and they don't get healed. I've laid hands on people and they do get healed. And the boundaries of our thinking, I have to pray for them and they have to get healed right now. If they don't get healed right now, God didn't do anything. That's our expectation. How silly is that? How silly is that? God can do whatever he wants, however he wants. And his way is the best way. And we're trying to limit him based off of our understanding. You need to turn on unreasonable expectation. And start hoping and dreaming for things, even though all the evidence in the world might say this is not happening. Let me give you a great example. Do you think based off of the reception that Jesus had with his own people, I don't know if you remember, they crucified him, based off of that response that his PR team thought that they did a good job. I would say everyone would have a general consensus that that was a failed endeavor. He died. He was crucified publicly in the streets So, do you think it's possible that if you were Jesus in that moment, you'd be like, huh, 
maybe I'm just being, you know, too hopeful for this. Maybe I'm just, I'm, you know what? I just thought of myself higher than I ought to. That's in the Bible. That's in the Bible. I just thought too big of myself. I must be full of pride. Yeah, that's what it is. I didn't hear God. I was full of pride. That that must have been what it is. And then I'm going to now reshape my belief system so that I will never put myself in that situation again because I got crucified. Is that what Jesus did? His unreasonable expectation for the people of earth went into the grave with him and it brought him out of it again. Sometimes you need to let yourself go down into that place where nothing in your mind can see how in the heck is this supposed to work out. I'm believing God. I'm believing for this. I think it's supposed to happen. It's in your word. You've spoken it to my heart. I've heard it in prophetic words. Why isn't it happening? And sometimes your mind's got to go down to that grave and come back to life again. Stop holding God hostage to your expectations. He's never, he's never going to meet your expectations. You need to get on his wavelength and start expecting what he expects. Start listening to him. Guys, I'm telling you, you have to live by faith. That's not a joke in the Bible. That's not a joke. It wasn't a suggestion. If you don't live by faith, this ain't going to work out for you. You actually have to move past the point of your own understanding. Yeah. 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 So I feel like God, in the minute I have left... (laughs) I feel like God's delivering people this morning from your own expectation and your own disappointment. You know, I love hope and I love dreaming and I love, love, love imagining, but I do not put any of that in concrete. I don't make a statue. And say, this is how my life is going to work out because I had a dream. Now, there's, there's things that God will speak to you and you hold those things and you carry those things and you wait for the manifestation. God said, I'm going to do something for you. And you're like, okay, I believe that's going to happen. But I don't build a structure in my mind of exactly how that's going to happen. I don't limit myself and I don't limit God, limit God to my creativity. Does that make sense? I don't limit God to my creativity. But I, I'm still creative. And I still dream, well, what if? Anything could happen. I'm still filled with wonder. Do you guys see the contrast? There's a contrast of childlike faith and wonder and creativity. But you don't build an emphasis out of it and say, this is how it's going to be. You just dream with God. Be like, well, it could be this. And God's like, actually, it's better. Actually, it's better. You had some, the, the nose on that statue is right. But I've got some other things to show you. You, got, you, you were hearing Yeah, you were hearing, but I've actually got some more. And then you're going to be like, whoa, I'm so glad that's the forehead that you chose and that I didn't. I'm talking about a statue. Yeah, it's my example. And uh, this morning, I just want to pray for um, just anointing for people. Um, And I just want to pray for deliverance for people that we're going to get on God's wavelength. We're going to be a part of the community. And I'm going to talk some more next week on some of these things. Um, and, and how we can get lined up and positioned. How can we get positioned to move as one man, as one person in Christ's body? How can everything that we do as individuals fuel what we do as a movement? 
Because that's what we need to become. We need to become a movement of people, a faith-filled people, where all of our creativity moves together. And you're like, I'm not ready to commit to that. Well, you need to find somewhere where you can commit to that. If that's not here, if you're not, if you're not ready to, and that's okay. Sometimes you take time, you, you're hearing God. Is this for me? Is this not for me? Be prepared for the unexpected. But at some point in our Christian walk, we should find a community of believers that we throw ourselves into and be radical and be radical and say, I want to see the world get changed and I'm going to do it with these people at some point in your life whether that's here or somewhere else. But you know what? That costs something. It costs your expectation of what it's supposed to look like. It costs you not agreeing with people. It costs your soul being like, I don't like this. It costs something to step into something. Do you think the disciples got even like a quarter of what they expected out of Jesus? Do you think the disciples felt like Jesus was a big disappointment when they were crucifying him? Probably some of them did. They were like, wow, this is a huge disappointment. There he is, getting nailed to a tree. All of my expectation is getting nailed to that tree right there. All of my hope for the future, getting nailed to that tree. Why? Because it was what they thought Jesus was supposed to do. And I'm telling you, prepare for the unexpected. Okay, so let's, uh, let's pray. And I just want to invite anybody up who wants deliverance from their own expectation that wants deliverance from disappointment. Anybody that wants to get a touch uh, from God concerning uh, you want to move in more power in your workplace, in what you do on a day-to-day basis, you just want to see God just start to move things and shake things and start to speak to you. If you're not hearing God clearly and you're like, God, I just want to hear you on a a deeper, more clear level, I want you to come up. Anybody who just needs... Uh, deliverance from frustration. I just feel like some people are just grinding their gears on the inside. Like, oh God, I can't stand it anymore. Like, I just feel like you need deliverance from that. Anyone who wishes something was different in their life, I just want you to come up here. And uh, if we could start playing a little bit of uh, some soothing music in the background to get our minds on the Lord. And you're not going to look at me because I I can't solve your problems. You're going to look at the Lord because he's your source. And I just feel like the Holy Spirit's going to start to minister to us as a group, as a community. The Holy Spirit's going to start to relieve the tension. He's going to start to relieve our fears. He's going to start to take us into the unexpected, into wonder. Anything can happen. Anything could happen. I just have to make a choice to pursue God. I just have to make a choice to step out past my understanding. I don't know where I'm going, God. I'm like Abraham. I don't know where I'm going. I don't know the destination, but I believe you. I trust you. And he became the father of many nations. And you could be the fathers and mothers of a generation after Christ. You could be the fathers and mothers that step forward into the unexpected and allow wonder to take a hold of their life and create communities of deliverance, communities of breakthrough, communities of peace where people have had destruction, where people have had addiction, where people have had failure in their life, where their parents have abused them, where they've been raped, where these things have happened, you can be the deliverer. You can be the one that says, hey, I'm not your source, but I know the source. And you can't plug people into the source until you know that people aren't your source. So God, deliver us right now of our expectation. Deliver us right now of thinking that we have to have somebody to guide us, that we have to have somebody to lead us. Yes, those are resources. Those are valuable things, but you need to go to the leader, the comforter. You need to go to the one who can hook you up with the real deal, the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, just come. Just come, Holy Spirit. 
Come, Holy Spirit. I just hear disappointment about miscarriages. Disappointment about miscarriages. God, if you're good, how could you let my baby die? My boyfriend broke up with me. Does that mean I'm not beautiful? My dad was abusive. He never saw me the way I see myself. I have faith for other people, but when I try to believe for myself, it just doesn't seem real. All right, and just as an act of faith this morning, I just want us all that are standing up here, and I I need this too, so... I need Holy Spirit. I need you, Holy Spirit. Let's just all take one step and just, I want you to picture that there's just a cloud of God's glory in front of you. And he's saying, come see me in the unexpected. And just take a step right now. Just take a step into that. Just walk into that. Anybody starting to feel a little hope? Anybody starting to feel maybe there's a light at the end of the tunnel? Mm. Just keep receiving if you're receiving something from the Lord. Just keep receiving. Keep pulling. Keep pulling. Faith pulls from the Spirit. Expectation on the Holy Spirit pulls from the Spirit, and it makes it manifest in your life. That's why meditation and, and focusing on God is so important, because it pulls from the Spirit. It's like a straw. Your expectation and your faith, it's pulling down from heaven the things that you need. So if you're getting something right now, keep pulling. Keep pulling. When you get in your car, keep pulling. But keep your eyes on the road. It's dangerous out there. Keep pulling on that. That's going to shape you more than, than any one message is going to shape you. Is the pulling, a big straw of faith into heaven.
I want you to look at somebody and say, hey, you've got a bright future ahead of you. Thank you, guys.